Hey, hey, dream builders. Welcome back to another episode of the Dream Design Podcast with Amy Lee. I am so excited for my guest today. Jenna Zell is joining us. She is a CEO, a Qigong practitioner, and a meditation facilitator. You guys are going to absolutely love her, and I'll be right back with her. You're listening to the Design Your Dreams podcast with Amy Lee, the show that challenges you to stop chasing your dreams and start designing them. As the dream design coach, I've helped thousands of high achieving creatives reconnect with their inner blueprint to design, manifest, and live the life of their dreams. Each week, I invite powerhouse creators who have built their dream businesses to come and share their words of wisdom and stories of courage. It is my hope that through the journeys of these incredible dream builders, you too will be inspired to design and build a life and business beyond your wildest dreams. So let's go ahead and bring her on the show. Welcome, Jenna. Hi, Amy. How are you? I am so good. Thanks so much for being here, love. I'm so excited. I'm so glad. So um, one of the things that I always ask people, right, because we're talking about people who built their design, you know, designed their dream businesses. And obviously, you don't come out of high school, you don't come out of elementary school saying, when I grow up, I want to be an energy healer. So, you know, as we evolve and get older, and we really find what we want, you know, that's, that's kind of where we build that dream business. But I would love to ask you, how did you get started? Like, how did you find your way from whatever you thought you were going to do to what you're doing now. Oh, that's an interesting story. And um, it's kind of crazy because like you said, we come out of high school and we have, I feel like there's a very specific path that society expects you to take, right? You go to college, you get married, you have kids. And um, so I was doing that on that path, trying to get through school. I was actually doing pre-med. I was so stressed out, burnt out. I had a boyfriend, I was engaged and I ended up because I I knew deep in my gut, I I didn't know at the time, I'm super intuitive and sensitive to energy. I had no idea about any of this, but um, I ended up getting into drugs (laughs) and I was an addict and I was trying to mask that pain of doing the mainstream life. It just wasn't meant for me. I wasn't cut out to do that, but I didn't know any other way. Um, so I went to a rehab facility that had a, uh, have, that was heavily focused on spirituality and I had this huge awakening that saved my life. It really did. Wow. That's really powerful. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I've heard from different people who've had addiction stories and, and I've, I've never suffered from addiction, but, you know, understanding how hard it is to come back from something like that. I mean, it's just, it's such a testament to the willpower and, and the spirit of a person when they're like, no, like I'm, I'm not going to succumb to this. Um, so that, you know, that's definitely a really, a really powerful thing. Did you find that in the spirituality, did, did you find that that unlocked something for you kind of about like, like what existence is and what it isn't and, and kind of what was really going on when you were having those experiences of burnout and stress and, and people pleasing and high achieving and all that. Oh my God. Yeah. My whole perspective of life changed. Um, while I was, um, in the grips of addiction, I saw, I felt like I was in a cage. Like I felt like I could not free myself other than 
trying to leave my body. And now I understand that I was just, I felt so trapped in my body. And um, through all of this training, these seminars, everything I've learned now, it's not that we're trying to, um, we're trying to get out of ourselves, get out of our own way. And we can do that in a body. We can do that here on earth. It doesn't have to be um, to die or to use drugs. There's so many um, other faucets of healing that can give you the same result, that sense of freedom. I completely agree. Yeah. And, and as someone, you know, obviously I am not obviously, I don't know why I said obviously, but (laughs) I happen to be someone who is imbibed in plant medicine is really the only thing that I've ever done in terms of drugs. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and I have found that there's just, when you see the overlay, when you see the matrix, when you see what you're looking at and you see how much of it is real and how much of it isn't, sorry, that's my kids in there. Oh, it's okay. I have one too. (laughs) I have five. Wow. I know. It's insanity. That is, that's amazing. I know. And they're hard work. (laughs) It's insane. It's so insane. Um, But anyway, when, you know, when you see that lifting of the veil and you get to that place and, you know, I, I don't want to glamorize drug addiction in any way, but there is an aspect of that that awakens you to some of the edifice and some of the superficiality of existence. And you're like, hold on a second. Like, and what I find interesting is that, and, and again, it can be things that are things, you know, like edibles and things like, it doesn't have to be like hard addiction drugs, but what I find is that when you're in the moment, you're like, oh yeah, that's real. And then the further you get away from it, you're like, but is that really how it looked? Is that really how it happened? Is that really what it looked like, what it actually looked like? Yeah. And then you start to like fall back into the matrix again where, and then until you have, or if you have another experience and then you're like, oh no, 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 that was real. And yeah. Like, mm, but was it? I don't know. And so it's interesting for you to be able to come out the other side, but dive into spirituality, which in and of itself is is a hallucinogenic, st- I mean, a, a, a hallucinary state. Yes. From a healthy perspective, right? Yes. Yep. I totally agree. It's it's funny because people do. You know, I was at um, a retreat in Costa Rica. And people were doing plant medicine there. And for, for whatever reason, like I said, I'm super sensitive. And I was able to have these experiences without taking anything. I was able to see things and um, connect with like spirits from the other side. And I, um, I just, it's pretty amazing to see what your consciousness can do. It's so true. And so for me, I see a lot of that in my life, in, you know, in my uh, sexuality and in, in mm-hmm. that piece of it, like that's where I get my, you know, you, you know, where I, I go to that place, the transmutation kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. it's interesting, you know, all the different ways that we can access this. And you were mentioning before that you're intuitive. I found out in 2020 when I accidentally predicted COVID that mm-hmm. I am a claircognizant um, psychic that like literally that I have clear knowing that just pops into my head. And I think that's another thing when you're so intuitive, when you know what's going on, sometimes you feel like you just need to block out what's out there. 
you know, like yes. you need to kind of just go, okay, I can't, I literally can't deal with anything else on my plate right now. How can I numb out mm-hmm. in order to get away from this? And for me, full disclosure, it's this guy right here, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, at one point was spending 12, 13, 14 hours on my social media and yeah. for what? To chase the big red one, right? So, you know, people, people talk about addiction and, and for some reason, substance abuse gets such a different rap than other things, you know, like people don't talk about when you're addicted to your cell phone. People don't talk about sex addiction the way they talk about substance, you know, abuse. And you got to wonder, like, why is that so much more of a stigma than because it creates the same problem, right? Definitely. I, I look around and I actually feel really blessed to have you know, obviously, like you said, not to glamorize it, but I found out so much about myself because of that traumatic experience, because of the addiction. I was able to, um, I got into um, a 12-step program, which allowed me to be with other like-minded people that were searching for spirituality and um, don't drink or do drugs or do anything. And, you know, you see a lot of people, especially in our generation, like, using festivals and drinking and other things too. They're not addicted to it per se, but they're using it to still have a good time. And I I realize that I don't need to do that and I can be myself and I can be confident and I don't need to take anything to feel a certain way. So. And that's where the real power lies, I think. Right. And like, wait a second, I can put myself into a hallucinogenic genetic state or whatever it's called. I don't know the word yeah, yeah. without any of that. Like, did you know you can do that with meditation? You can do that with breath work. You can do that with, I mean, I know the first time I ever got Reiki, I was just like, I feel drunk. Like I literally feel like I am intoxicated and it's yes. And that's where, so I actually moved out to California and went to school for Qigong. People always say to me, they're like, how do you say that? It's, it's a form of Chinese medicine. Um, And I realized through that practice, I learned how to protect my energy. I learned how to connect. And I noticed the more that I did it, the more um, intuitive and psychically aware I became. And that's where I like fell in love with that practice because I feel like so many people need that um, source of like energetic protection around them. And they're looking for that connection. They're looking for that um, freedom. And they don't know a lot about it's so funny because yoga has become so popular and qigong is like a the chinese form of yoga but it's takes um it's not as strenuous like i am not flexible at all surprisingly at all i have such a hard time with yoga so um qigong that practice allows me to kind of get connected to my spirit more because i'm not so focused on my body And see, that's something that I focus so much on is that I can't get into my body, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm like floating around all my energies up here. And it's like, you need to get into your body. I'm like, where's my body? I don't even know. Yes. Yes. And I think that's another thing plant medicine does is it literally sinks you down into your body. It's like, you don't, you're there. Like, yes. What do they, my brother calls it something, couch, something, couch, couch, I forget what he calls it, but it's something that you <laughs> fall into your body and you can't move because you're just like, so like, oh. like, par- like the, um, like almost like psychic paralysis, like you're in your body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I, well, you, to take action, to do things, you need to be in your body. You can't be like, you can have, I find like when I'm not, I have all these amazing ideas, but I don't put them into action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With- cause, cause you're, cause you're, you're operating in that divine feminine in the energetic field and you're creating things. The problem is you're not actually experiencing them. So they're happening. You're manifesting yep. them. You're mm-hmm. seeing them, but you're seeing them from outside of yourself. You're seeing them from over here instead of in here. And that's one of the biggest things that I've always struggled with is that I experience things, but I'm not object. I'm subject, right? Like I'm yes. watching it happen to myself, but I'm not feeling it happen. To, like I'm not feeling the feelings of it. And I don't know why I felt the need to explain all of that, but here we no, are. I love it. I can <laughs> totally relate. Yeah. So yeah, That's it's awesome. powerful. And yeah. also I want to bring it back to, you know, you mentioned being in med school and all that stuff. Like the high achiever thing is no joke. Like when you feel like you have to perform to a certain level or people won't love you or you'll get forgotten or you're a disappointment, that level of pressure, I mean, number one, it's it causes disease, which we talk about dis-ease all the time on the show. Um, but also it can do a real number on your self-esteem and on your ability to rebound when things go wrong, right? Because there will be things that are outside of your ability to do anything about them. And when you feel, and I feel like this is especially true of codependent relationships too, because when you feel like I'm doing all the things, ergo, the people on this side should do all the things. And then you come up against someone who suddenly doesn't do what cause and effect is. And it blows your mind because you're like, wait a minute, like, I thought that if I was a good girl and I got the good grades and I did these things, that these would be the results. But that's not reality. And there's so many variables and different people's energies and emotions. And, you know, you can be the best you. And it doesn't mean that you're going to, someone's going to reciprocate the best them. And I think that that is a really jarring thing. And so when you look at that from the high achiever perspective, you're like, if I get good grades and I do these things and I this, then I'll be happy and I'll have a nice car and I'll have a great boyfriend and I'll have all these things. Cause that's what society teaches us. It's this cause and effect. And then you get in it and it's like, wait, my boyfriend's a narcissist. Wait, this car isn't, you know, it's a lemon. It's not what I thought it was. Wait, medical school actually isn't what I thought it was because it focuses so much on pharmaceuticals and this isn't even what I wanted. And did I work this hard to find out that this is outside of alignment for me? And so I thought that if I did all these things, I'd have all these things and I don't. And so I think that that's a really important thing. If people are out there listening and you feel like you're a high achiever and you're not getting the cause and effect relationship, being able to re-examine that and say, where in your life are you having high expectations of the output from the field as opposed to changing your input to the field to then be reflected your own input, which thank you source for whatever the heck that was, but mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe we'll understand it later. Yeah, I totally get that. I feel like, you know, as I was going through all the, going through the motions, I like to call it like. I remember even in middle school getting like on a roll and thinking I was hanging the award on my wall. And like, I was like, I should be so happy about like achieving this. And there was just this empty feeling inside. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I did not I, connected to anything. Yes. It's like, this is not what you think that you're, when you get 
the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. That's what's going to make you happy and fulfilled. And it's not about that at all. It's about, you know, so just a little off detour here. I was recently on the Dr. Oz show for um, my mom made a video game app teaching Qigong to um, kids. And I was on there with her because I inspired her to do it. Um, And I also went to a rehab the week before to teach a small group of people meditation and Qigong. And I got as much fulfillment, if not more fulfillment, teaching people at the rehab than I did being on the Dr. Oz show. It was just like, you know, you think that these high achieving things are what's going to make you happy. And it's not, it's the little things that fulfilling, you know, seeing the change in other people, um, seeing that you're helping other people. That's for me, what drives me to continue doing what I do. I I have a very similar experience, right? Like I I've done, you know, I've been on uh, summits and stuff with people from the secret. Like I've talked to yeah. people that were my childhood heroes. And yet one of my most powerful moments was when I went to the women's shelter and explained to them about the law of attraction and vision boards and literally saw these women that thought their lives were over. Like, no girl, you can totally change. You, you can create it from inside of you. And now that shelter actually has a monthly vision board party. Amazing. So I totally get it. Like it has so little to do with the money. The money is the trickle down from the fulfillment, but most people are chasing the money And then the fulfillment is higher than that. So you have to be chasing like what lights me up and trusting that the money will trickle down from that, right? Like, and by money, I mean like whatever it is you need in order to live a fulfilling life. So in human design, I'm a generator. And so my life is all about fulfillment and feeling good and juicy experiences and quantum leaps and all that yummy stuff. But a lot of that isn't going to come from money. A lot of that is going to come from things like speaking for free at women's shelters. And so I love that you brought that up. Speaking of which, what I want to know from you next, what kind of work do you do with clients? Like when someone's like, oh my gosh, Jenna's my person. I want to work with her. Tell me a little bit about what a client could expect from um, experiences with you. So um, during one-on-one sessions, I usually have the person come in. Um, and I know a a lot of people are familiar with Reiki now. You just lay down and you work with the chakras, right? Well, Qigong, I I like, I love Qigong. Obviously I'm talking about a lot. That's my passion. Um, I work with the energy of each organ and each organ holds different emotions. For instance, the lungs hold sadness, the liver holds anger. And as an energy intuitive, I'm able to see, um, how much, emotions are being held in the organs. And um, I can tell whether it's like a masculine or feminine energy, for instance, um, in the lung, if it's anger, uh, I'm sorry, in the lung, if it's sadness with your mother or your father um, and the liver, I can tell if it's childhood rage or recent rage as I can see how deep it goes in the organ. And so what we're doing is you know, a lot of people who aren't energy energetically sensitive aren't necessarily aware of the emotions that are held in the body, which is why, not to toot my own horn, but working with me, <laughs> having someone guide you and say, you know, <laughs> I said, oh, I said toot away. Oh, thank you. <laughs> having someone guide you and say, like, you know, I see some sadness um, that could possibly be with your mother, like, and then they just start talking about it. And sometimes they even say like, I don't think so. And then they'll continue talking and I'll, they'll say it like, you know, my mom did when I was younger, I felt this way. And I'm like, 
that is what you're holding in your body. So I work with them to get that emotion out because those emotions built up continue to weigh you down. And and what you mentioned before, create disease, disease, energy held in the body that just builds up. And I think that's why now we're seeing more, um, they call like psychic disorders, like chronic fatigue, um, Mm -hmm. just renal fatigue. Yes. All these different things that are happening in society now, I think are contributed to, um, you know, we have the, like you mentioned, the electronics and all these crazy things going on and, um, you know, not processing emotions. So that's been my biggest lesson going back and learning about this gift and learning how to process my own emotions so I can help people process theirs and get it out of them. I love that. And I think it's so, so powerful that you do that. And so can you tell me a little bit kind of about like, what are the end results when you do things like that with people? So with um, Qigong healing, I love this practice because you can give people exercises to go home with to continue releasing the emotions. So once they come to me, they're able to, you know, I'm able to help them get the initial um, healing, I guess you could say like kickstarted, right? But with a lot of energy healing, it's like, okay, you go, you work with someone, now what? Now I'm going home and if I continue thinking about something, you're going to continue manifesting and continue um, attracting that energy to you. So with when you come see me, I get that initial um, energy removed and I'll give you exercises to go home with um, and to help you help yourself with the healing process and journey. I love that. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you're so amazing. Thank you. So tell me how <laughs> can people get a hold of you if they if they think that they're aligned with working with you? Um, you can go to my website, jennazell.com. Um, my Instagram is jenna.zell. Okay. And yeah, you can feel free to message me on there. My number is also listed on there as well. I work out of um, an office. I'm located in Boston. Oh, that's where I'm from. Really? Yeah, I, I love Boston. I'm like, I, I've lived actually in all four corners of the US, but Boston is, my heart's just there. You know, I when mean, you it has somewhere? its moments. I actually, I'm from the South Shore, but I spent a lot of time, like a lot. I worked in Boston for a long time. Yeah, I'm actually on the North Shore. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, my dad I, lives in, well, he used to live in Saugus. Never mind. He doesn't. That's where I lived. That's where oh, I lived. Wait. Okay. So, my dad lived on, um, Oh, now I can't think. I'll, I'll think of it and I'll blurt it out when you're talking. It'll be great. Um, I can't think of the name of it, but Elmwood Ave. Elmwood Ave is where my dad lived, like right off of Route 1. Oh my God. I'm, I'm on Birch Street. That sounds so familiar. Probably close. They sound like trees, right? Yeah. It's so, that is so crazy. What a small yeah. world, right? I know. It's crazy. I, it, yeah. Yeah. Alignment. So, Meant to be. Shore. I actually, I, uh, my first boyfriend was from Malden Catholic, so. I spent a yeah. lot of time on, on the North shore. Yeah. Yeah. That Malden Catholic's a good school too. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, I'm working out of Wakefield right now. Are you familiar? With that oh area? yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I remember. Yeah. I remember the Wakefield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I do, um, I do distant healings as well and distant readings, but um, I'm planning on doing videos people could download and just, I've really just kind of started growing Mm-hmm. And so I'm so excited to see where this goes and where the future of, um, you know, my hope is to really teach people about Qigong and make them more aware of this healing practice because it's so, it's in Eastern society, they actually have it in hospitals. 
And here, I think we have so much more learning and expanding to do. Oh, it's coming. Well. It's coming. You see doctors yeah. now talking about um, psilocybin. You see doctors talking about yoga and acupuncture. I mean, it's creeping its way in. It really is. People are coming. So many people are being born awake now that yeah. they're like, wait a second, like, all this pharmaceutical stuff isn't really working for me. And a lot of people are opting out of that. We see so many more DOs. We see more chiros, more, you know, we go to the chiropractor once, once every other week. Yes. So I think that you're going to see as more people awaken to the intuitive guidance that comes from within them, they're going to start foregoing some of these more normal. I mean, my, my business manager yesterday, she's like, Oh, I went to the doctor and I'm like, Oh, no way. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, Oh, you should see a naturopath. She's like, it was a naturopath. And I'm like, good girl. Like, yes. Amazing. I love it. Yeah. So anyway, that's so awesome. So I love everything that you've had to say today. I could talk to you seriously all day. I think that we have great rapport, great conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there any last thing or any kind of like follow-up like final mic drop moment that you want to have with these guys before you go? Um, I guess I really want to just give a shout out to my mom who has a game teaching children Qigong on Xbox right now. She got it all the way to Xbox. Um, I was her inspiration for the game because I went through so much and she helped me along the way. Um, The game is called the guardians of peace it will be available on Apple Store and Google Play. I think in a few weeks it'll be coming out again. Um, but yeah, check that out and feel free to message me with any questions about my healing services on jennazell.com. Thank you so much for being here, Jenna, today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. It was awesome talking to you. You too. And that'll do it for this week's episode of the Dream Design Podcast. Until next time, when we have another great guest, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, and may you be at peace. Namaste.